WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. And now here's Bass. We talked to Sean McDermott after his one-for-three performance last week. He has tremendous support in the building. If he has to make one for us, the game on the line, he will. 44 yards, Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. Ah, who could have seen that one coming? Bill's crap in their pants against the Chiefs last night. Divisional round matchup, which we'll be breaking down here today on Jones and Mego with Arcand. Among other things, trust me, we'll be getting to the Red Sox. There is real passion, real anger around winter weekend and some finger wagging directly to Kenan Curtis from <laughs> Sam Kennedy here on WEEI. So we'll get to that. Gerard Mayo, also a guest this morning on the Greg Hill Show. Uh, some audio that you can hear exclusively on WEEI. We'll be playing for it, uh, it for you. We'll be reacting to it throughout the course of the day. Mayo is stoking my fears about the potential of Mac Jones returning, which I want to get to. But just real quick on that game yesterday and that result. And it was a phenomenal, like, three quarters of a game. Then the fourth quarter got weird and wonky. Like, the first yeah. three quarters, I'm like, this is an unbelievable game. And then you had the fake punt and the fumble through the end zone and late flags and some missed calls, and it started to fall apart a little bit in the fourth quarter. But the Bills crapping themselves, it's inevitable. Wide right is hilarious. <laughs> and I'll tell you, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs feel like late career Brady, where it's like, go ahead and count them out if you want. But they are going to come through. They're going to win games. It doesn't matter where they are. And they're going to continue to chase Super Bowls. I mean, that's that's what the Chiefs and Mahomes feel like right now. Brady and the Patriots from like 2014 to 2018. Like, you can't count them out. They will be there in the end. And they're a team no one wants to play. Absolutely. Patrick Mahomes just has a certain conviction when he's on the field where you absolutely can't give him another shot. And if you do, then you're out of it. And even the way that the game went yesterday where Kelsey was pretty dominant through the first half and then down the stretch, you know, kind of disappeared in terms of his production. But it doesn't even matter because you have Patrick Mahomes, which is what it comes down to. For the Bills fans, I can't recover from the shot, the crowd shot that they went to with the grown man <laughs> pulling his pom-pom hat down over his crying face yep. just over and over again. Brutal. Yeah, I, that was I like me when them. they canceled that uh, Lakers show on HBO. <laughs> yeah. Just crying into your Zubas yeah. like all those Bills fans. So, no, I mean, that was – that was. A, I know you like that too, Arcand. You like the uh, – the, fan, the grown men crying, you enjoyed that? You were I mean, tweeting about it. That was something. Uh, all of it was pretty glorious, if you think about it. Because like, you're right, it was a great game for those first three quarters. Then in the fourth quarter. It was weird. The fake punt. I mean, what did you think? This was like a Disney movie, McDermott? You're just going to give it to DeMar Hamlin? He's going to run it up there? I mean, that was it was a nice idea, maybe, but it was a terrible <laughs> time for that. It was and, terrible. Uh, the missed field goal. I mean, you know, could it have been more perfect than a field goal going wide right? But here's the thing about that. Even if he'd made it. You know Mahomes is just of course. Of course. Come on. Of course. Uh, a minute 40 whatever with two timeouts cuz Josh no, Allen No question about Cuz Josh it. Allen kept throwing incomplete passes to wide open receivers. Josh Allen almost gave it away just moments with before with the fumble. Yeah. So look, I mean the Bills deserve to lose that game. The Chiefs are they're now the Patriots and I miss it. I'm like, "Wow, this is what the Patriots used to be. That team 
where they're on the road. You can't count them out. Their quarterback's just better than yours. He's going to come through in a big spot. They're going to be in the AFC title game. They might win a Super Bowl. They're in the mix every single year. It's his sixth straight AFC title game. It could be his fourth Super Bowl appearance in his third ring. Insane. They're the new Patriots, and I miss that. So that's my big takeaway from the weekend. You can jump in on all of it. Bunch of you already lining up at 617-779-7937. That is not, however, our big question of the day. That would be the Patriots and the potential of bringing back Mac Jones, which to me is horrifying, but it sounds like there's real potential of it. How would you feel if the Patriots brought him back? Uh, good. He can still be fixed. You can work with him. Fine. If he's a backup or bad, anyone but Mac. I, I think you know where I stand. I don't need him on this team in any capacity. I want to move on. I'm horrified by what Gerard Mayo said this morning. We'll get to it. Greg Bedard's reporting. Mike Reese is reporting. We'll get into all of it. Mego, how would you vote? Honestly, I'm a little bit leaning towards you. Like, I, I want to say fine as long as he's not QB1. Like, I don't think he has demonstrated that he'd be a toxic personality in the locker room and that he'd be toxic to a young quarterback if you're taking someone with your high draft pick. I don't, I don't want him anything beyond that. I also just don't think it's a good situation for Mac. Like, I'm not saying coming on here and saying this as a Mac hater. I've, I've never been on that side of the street. I just think the, the relationship between the two sides, even if Belichick is gone, if they bring Mac back and they're trying to make him into some kind of redemption project along the lines of a Baker Mayfield or a Jared Goff, those guys both had to go off to different destinations to find something in themselves again to be starting quarterbacks. And they also achieved greater heights than Mac did before his downfall with the Patriots. One won a playoff game in Cleveland for the first time in ages and then got the boot because of Deshaun Watson. Watson coming in the door and the other one went to a Super Bowl with the Rams and then got booted over to Detroit so they could get Matthew Stafford. I say all this just to say I, I think you just have to move on and I talked last week about the job that Nick Casario has done with his time in Houston and one of the earliest moves that he made was getting rid of Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying Mac is the same as Deshaun Watson no. in any 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 part of life except that he's a quarterback who's hanging over from the old regime. you got to move on, clean slate it. That's really just how I feel. Should I think be it's easy. the best answer for both sides. It should be so easy, but I'm, I'm afraid there's enough out there. Mike Reese wrote about it over the weekend. Again, we'll play Mayo for you coming up. Arkan, how would you vote? Do you, think it's, do you think it's realistic, and how would you vote that Matt could be back? I think he could be fixed. I think it's. I think that that's oh a God. perfectly reasonable uh, belief to have. And if you Wait, disagree, you, look at two attack of Iloa. Are, are, you st- are, you st- are you still drunk from your birthday weekend? Is that what's going? You think he nope. can be fixed? I absolutely think he can be fixed. This is a, a guy who got a team to the playoffs and was a Pro Bowler. I know it's not really a Pro Bowler, but someone who showed that he has talent. Someone shows that he has ability, and I think that he deserves an opportunity with a real offense. I don't think you just throw him back out there with a crap offense like he had the last two years. But I do think he deserves another chance. You have him on another year, and. Most importantly, I don't really like any of these quarterbacks in the draft. So I don't think that going way out of your way to draft one of these guys and assume that he'll be better than Mac was his rookie year or even, you know, the last two years is a guarantee. I just don't think so. So I'd be all right with bringing him back. I think a new regime would do him well. And I think if you surround him with some weapons like drafting Harrison or bringing in uh, Evans or one of these other receivers, then you might see him get back to his earlier form. And I think that that's very possible. And it happened with Tua in Miami. I think it could happen with Mac. Can you, are, tell, can are, you tell who had a birthday weekend? Yeah, are we going to address the elephant in the room here? What are you claiming? You're sick? That's what you're claiming? This Did isn't our kid this is, this is not your birthday weekend catching throat, up to you? Got strep throat for the third time in three weeks. It's not strep throat. We need some more secret sauce. <laughs>
Pharyngitis is what it is. That's that's pharyngitis. What, that's the that's yeah. the flag you're planting down today. It's not your birthday. That's not extended. No, I was on, on the air yesterday. Cords. I was okay. Hmm. I had my show yesterday morning. Here's your taco, Mister. <laughs> All right, I don't want him back. Get him off the team, and if you can get anything for him, great. Uh, usually you can get something for quarterbacks. 617-779-7937. No one wanted him last offseason. You think he's going to get something for him this offseason? No, I, but I, I'm saying I don't care. If you can, great, but I don't care. Uh, Mike Reese wrote this, and I always pay attention to these because Mike Reese has a way of reporting stuff, and this one terrifies me. Could Jones's once-promising career be revived, perhaps similar to what unfolded with the Dolphins two years ago with Tua and Mike McDaniel when he was hired to replace Brian Flores? Uh, Mayo is leaving all possibilities open, mentioning Jones and Zappi, who replaced Jones as the starter in mid-December. He said, and this is a few days ago, uh, we'll tell you what he said this morning with Greg Hill, those guys have things they can do, and it's about improving and developing. Uh, he then cites Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, on Amazon Prime's pregame show, leading into Pats and Steelers that Thursday night game, said he was broken. Uh, he compared it to how his former teammate, Tua, was quote-unquote broken by the way Flores treated him and coached him before McDaniel came in and restored his confidence. Mayo then went on to highlight the importance of personal connection, mental health, etc., with Mike Reese. Uh, here's what Gerard Mayo had to say this morning about Mac Jones. And again, I don't, I don't love what I'm hearing because I don't want him back. Did Mac Jones struggle when it came to that leadership role? Well, I'm not saying that. What I will say is, you know, when I when I think about Mac, he obviously has talent. The confidence of a player is very fragile, especially this these players now, like I'm an old man or something like that. <laughs> but confidence goes a long way. And, and honestly, as I continue to evaluate, uh, as we continue to evaluate as a coaching staff, like we'll, we'll see. But you you know these guys can play football. Like they're here for a reason. It's not like you know, it's not like we went over you know to Brockton High School and just pulled some people <laughs> over here, right? Yeah. It, these these guys are players, and at the end of the day, there has to be. A shared vision there has to be you know the players have to really feel like they are being heard they have to feel like they have some stake in the game plan so if it doesn't go right you know the accountability piece starts to show up okay the Brockton stuff was uncomfortable uh in that interview uh but he's he's I think breathing life into the Mac Jones idea and that's on the heels of what Greg Bedard reported over the weekend a lot of Mac stuff flying around uh let's see Bedard citing anonymous team sources wrote Jones's appearance at Mayo's press conference, drew a chuckle. Quote, he was in workout gear, which is ironic, since he cleared out his entire locker at the end of the year. Not a single hanger, completely empty. And I mean, come on, the team source told Bedard. Everyone's watched him play. They've watched him act like a prima donna. The team is sick of it. Everyone's sick of it. So hopefully Mayo is in that camp, knowing the team is sick of it. We can break down that report if we want to and how real it is. But all I know... I'm watching Patrick Mahomes, and I'm like, this is what it used to look like. This is how it used to be. Your quarterback on the big stage, just letting another team choke and making big plays and then watching the other team crap themselves. That was the Patriots. Mahomes was Brady. And now I might have to deal with another year of Mac. Like, I, I have no interest in that. No interest in that. Hey. The, the, the prima donna that everybody's sick of, yeah. no interest. Hello. And I'm afraid the team's going to do it, Mego. I'm afraid. I do hear the Mayo stuff. My immediate reaction was... Well, he he's not not saying it, you know, when he's like, I'm not going to say that. But he also didn't not say it. And so I hear like a, a quarterback's confidence is fragile or just any player, young player's confidence is fragile. I'm kind of like, but is it that way for everyone? Can we find the guy who's not like that? I will say this for Zappy, and I don't think Zappy's the answer for a bridge quarterback or anything either going forward. 
But at least Zappy would make a dumbass mistake and then go out there and just be like, well, next play. Yeah, he wasn't totally Instead broken. Instead of being like, okay, now I'm spiraling out here in front of everyone and it's just rough to everybody for everybody to watch. So I'd give Zappy that as well, although the last few weeks with Zappy were uh, admittedly rough. As a bona fide Bailey Zappy guy, those were admittedly rough. What what'd you make of that Bedard report, Arkan? I thought that it was a little strange that people were mad he cleaned out his locker. Like, what are you supposed to do at the end of the year? Leave all your crap in your locker? Like, that seemed a little weird. I don't think that Bedard made the report up or anything. I just thought whoever said that, whoever gave him that, sounded a little butthurt for some reason. And as far as him being at the... uh, as far Who as him, could that be? I mean, it could be many people. But as <laughs> far as him being at the uh, at the press conference, any player could have gone to the press conference. There's nothing wrong. There's like five or six other guys there, right? So what's wrong with him going to He was it? one I of five, I think, yeah. yeah. So, so what? So, look, I, I believe that Mac lost the team. very sour, I thought. So it it, very sour. Some of the specifics could be off. That's fine. I, I don't know. And I don't think Bedard made it up either. But, right, maybe somebody's got an axe to grind against Mac Jones. Some of the specifics are questionable. The idea the team quit on him and they're sick of him, that part of the report I buy. And Andrew Callahan and the Boston Herald reported as much with Doug Kite, you know, a month or so ago, a weeks ago. So to me, that part I buy, and that's a big reason why I'm moving on, along with what the source said. Everybody's seen him. I've seen it. I don't need to see any more of it. What do you guys think? How would you feel about the Patriots bringing back Mac Jones? Good, he can be fixed. Fine, if he's a backup. Uh, and anyone but Mac. 617-779-7937. That's your phone number. You can vote. At Jones and Mega. We'll get your reaction uh, to the divisional round matchups as well. The Chiefs back on the cusp of going to a Super Bowl. How do you feel about Mahomes being there? Are you rooting against the Chiefs and rooting for Baltimore? What about on the other side? The Lions story. We can get into that. Along with the San Francisco 49ers, who, if they played their cards a little different this offseason, may have had Tom Brady playing for them this year. Uh, we can get into all of that right after trending with Christian Arkham. We have triple play today at 445, Meg's playing at 530, and Bet Roulette at 545. When we come back, Bill Belichick, the holdup in Atlanta. Is he actually going? Who is he bringing with him? Plus all your phone calls after trending. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. WEEI. Mike Vrabel, the former Tennessee Titans head coach, he is set to interview with the Atlanta Falcons. That's going to be on Wednesday. Brable, also a popular man around the league when it comes to opening the Los Angeles Chargers, who I think it's fair to say are taking an extra special look at coaches who have done it before. They also met with Mike Brable, Rich. So what the heck's going on with Brable being interviewed in Atlanta? More candidates being interviewed in Atlanta. I thought I thought the Bill stuff was going to happen over the weekend. I thought Bill was going to be the Falcons head coach. What the heck's going on there? And it does tie in with something that happened last night in the Chiefs and Bills game. If Sean McDermott were to lose his job, well, then could Bill ultimately be a candidate there? We'll get to it here on Jones and Mego with Arkin. One of us brought that up last week. Uh, no, no, we've, we've talked about it. I mean, we've talked about the Bills all year long. I mean, we talked about it when Sean McDermott had his weird 9-11 comments. We're like, if he's out, could Bill be a replacement there? We've talked about it a ton. But I assumed as of last week, the Falcons were it. I thought it was over. I thought it was done. And now we'll see. What's the slow play? What's going on there? Again, we'll get to it with your phone call. 617-779-7937. Just real quick, Arkan, before we get your thoughts on that, I want to update our big question of the day at Jones and Mego. How would you feel about the Patriots bringing back Mac? 49% agree with me and Mego. Bad. Anyone but Mac. Although you're a little caught in between, right, Mego? You at least see 
fine if he's a backup. He's well, not QB1. Let me ask you, do you think it would be bad for the team if he's the backup? Yeah, I don't think it's great. Because you think that he would be tough on the rookie? I don't or know. Would I cause just, a weird split if in he's the not, locker room? If he's like, not, what, what would the issue be If there? he's not your starter, I don't know why you have to keep him around anymore. If somebody else can fix him, great. Waste your time on it. I'm not... I'm not putting my resources into it. I don't know how he is as a teammate. It didn't sound like he and Zappi were good. So, yeah, I don't know that he's going to be a good mentor for another young quarterback or a good teammate for an older quarterback. Like, I just don't know any of those things. So the easiest thing to do is extract him. 38% think he can be the backup here, just not the starter. But I think that's tempting now. If he's waiting in the wings, I don't even want to tempt it. And Arkan, you're with the 13%, 13%. A baker's dozen of us. <laughs> that think he can be fixed, which to me is lunacy. But this is what Mike Reese started talking about over the weekend, and Gerard Mayo didn't exactly shoot down. Uh, we'll give you more from Gerard Mayo on the Patriots and how things are going to work here in New England, uh, more on their plans in the draft, uh, plus your phone calls again at 617-779-7937. Arkan, you think Bill's in play in Buffalo? Well, I said it uh, last week that if they fell to the Chiefs again, then I would not be shocked if they took a good long look there at McDermott. And if they get rid of McDermott, then I think anybody's in play. All these all these guys will be in play, including Bill. On the other hand, Bill being in play sort of seems like a pipe dream right now, too. One Exactly one team has had him in for an interview, and they're interviewing everybody. So it's like... I'm not even sure what what the market is for Belichick at this point. I remember a time when I said that, you know, a fifth or sixth round pick might be what you'd expect to get for Bill in a trade, and people laughed at me for that. He can't even get a job interview anymore. Like, this is, this is surprising. I'm surprised that so few teams are interested in him. But it would be the best story if you went to Buffalo by far. Uh, Adam Schefter, do we believe this? Adam Schefter called the Falcons' head coaching search, quote-unquote, wide open. He said the Falcons are interviewing Bobby Slowick. Uh, they'll also be meeting with Mike Vrabel and Jim Harbaugh. You just heard Rap Sheet talking about Vrabel. And scheduling other in-person head coaching interviews as well. Uh, again, their head coaching search is wide open. What, what's the holdup there, Mega? What, what's going on? They're all over the map. They're all over the map. Like, they're open to all options. They're bringing in a young guy who's never done it before. They're bringing in a college guy who did it 10 years ago. And they're bringing in Bill Belichick, who everyone thinks is the greatest who have ever done it, and he's 72. Like, to me, it looks utterly directionless. With the Bill case in particular... I bet that there's people in that organization uh, outside of Arthur Blank who are going, I know this is what Arthur Blank wants, but does he understand that there is an actual risk to this? Because we can go get someone like Bobby Slowick and maybe we win the Slowick sweepstakes of other teams, you know, like Washington or maybe Tennessee or wherever who are trying to, Chargers, who are trying to get a young coach as well, and we can pay him... $12 million or something, $14 million. With Bill, it's going to be 25 plus. We're going to hand over the keys to personnel to a huge extent. He's probably going to be here for a couple years, and he hasn't shown a great amount of success over the last five years. So, like, when that happens, then other people in the organization start going, who's going to be accountable for this? Like, if this doesn't go well, who's this going to fall on? Because it seems like a, last time a whole franchise basically got turned over with Bill exiting. So are we going to have that happen here after two years? Here's what Peter King wrote over the weekend, uh, or earlier today, rather. He said, I believe we've all assumed Belichick was going to get a high-quality job, or at least, in the case of the Falcons, a decent job. Now the question is, will he get one at all? Seems the Falcons are open to opening up this search after two meetings with the six-time Super Bowl champion head coach. And you can see it both ways. I already see this on the text line, 37937. Maybe the Falcons are getting cold feet because they don't like what they're hearing from Bill. Maybe Bill 
is getting cold feet because he doesn't like what he's hearing from the Falcons. And Florio wrote about this. Breer wrote about this over the weekend. Rich McKay seems like a potential impediment. Mm -hmm. He is now the, I believe, CEO. I'll get you his exact title. But I believe he's now the CEO uh, of the Atlanta Falcons. And he has a hand in everything Arthur Blank does. His, his MLS team, everything. And so Bill doesn't want to report to him. Uh, Rich McKay, longtime league guy, competition committee guy. Bill's feuded with that. And so maybe it's a weird setup. And we asked Tommy Curran why he keeps talking about Bill and TV last week. Maybe this is why. Because if there's not the Falcons job, maybe Bill's going to take a year off, which would floor me. Or maybe he's in the mix for a team like Buffalo. 617-779-7937. Who could Bill be bringing with him? We'll get to that along with all your thoughts on Mac Jones. The games yesterday, it's all on the table here on Jones and Mego with Arcan. Let's start it off with Barry in New Bedford. What's up, Barry? Hey, guys. Um, if Mac Jones is here during training camp, this is more about the crafts than actually making a, a player personnel decision. Because that, that to me, is why, why he's still here. Why we're hearing stories and he may still be here. You bring any outside manager in here, they're going to tell you, the guy's a backup. But Mego's right. He wouldn't be a good backup here because he sabotaged the kid that's here now. I mean, look at the relationship between him and Bailey Zappi. It was, it was, there was no relationship. So he, they, need to, they need to unload him before the draft or even, the, even before the draft or during the draft, you can unload him. But whatever, I don't care what the pick is, bag of footballs, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so but, I feel that way too, Barry. It's a great point. If Mac is here, and even some of the reporting we're hearing, Mac could be back. What if he's Tua? Uh, you know, they broke Bill broke him, putting it all on Bill Belichick. Does that tell you how hands-on the crafts are being? The fact that we're even talking about Mac Jones being back. We know they like him. We at least know they used to like him. I guess I, I can't speak to how much they like him present day, but we know they used to like him. Is that another indication they're going to be hands-on? Yeah, that would indicate to me a certain amount of meddling that makes me uncomfortable. Because I, I don't like I, I gotta I gotta stay consistent here. Like I I got on this show last week and I said I, I have this dumb new outlook with quarterbacks where I really feel like if we get through three years and we're not really seeing it from them in a real way and we're not seeing the development, I can't really ride with that quarterback. Like I really can't. And for Mac, I saw something his rookie season, it was what I was hoping was closer to the floor than the ceiling of who is going to be. But after the last two seasons, it looks more like that's close to the ceiling. And I don't think that's enough. Like, I, I just don't. And so I don't think that he sabotaged Bailey Zappi. I'll say that to the caller really quick. Like, I, I don't think that he sabotaged Bailey Zappi by not wanting to have a huge public friendship with him. I don't think it was, but I don't think it was a great relationship. I don't think it was a warm and fuzzy relationship. Okay. Yeah, because they weren't pretending to be goalies hugging at the end of every game. They were like, <laughs> you know what we're both doing? Competing for this job. It takes right. two to tango, by the way. Yeah, well, sure. But, I mean, no, you're right. It could be Zappy who was a pain in his ass. That's very possible. Um, all I would tell you is that it sounds like, Bree reported this the other week, two weeks ago, whenever it was, that, you know, they wouldn't even watch tape in the same room. Like, that's how frosty it was with the two of them. And so who started it? Who, where did it come from? I have no idea. Uh, Arkan, you think he can be fixed, meaning Mac Jones. Uh, and I don't want him as a backup either, just real quick. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, because of that, though? Because of no, the teammates? No, because stuff? if they bring in a rookie quarterback, I would prefer they had a veteran backup because I think that having two young quarterbacks last year was a bad match. Yeah, you you were early on that. And I don't think that, that that would be a good situation to do. If you draft a quarterback in the first round, I don't think Mac should be that quarterback's backup. Fine. Here's my real question. Nick Cayley and Zach Robinson are their first known offensive coordinator interviews. Gerard Mayo confirmed this morning with Greg Hill that – the Kaylee interview is happening. Uh, 
Do you feel good about either of those two, uh, first of all, as hires or potential guys to fix Mac? I think we're making progress. It's now gone outside the someone who Bill Belichick knows to nope. Nope. someone who Bill Belichick knows, but also was in oh. the McVay tree. Yes. So it's like, yes, yes, yes. That's so true. that's yes. something. I feel like that is progress. Um, it's not the most progress. And listen, Kaylee's what a tight ends coach. Uh, and what what was um, what was the other kid's even job? He's like an offensive assistant. I thought he was their quarterbacks coach, but I can double check his okay. actual title. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Robinson was he the QB He's coach? The, yeah, quarterbacks and pass game coordinator. <laughs> okay, so I mean, not that that's not to like look down at those jobs or anything, but I just I don't know. I mean, I I mostly remember Kaylee being the tight ends guy here, and when he had Rob Gronkowski, he looked like a you know he looked like a genius, and then things sort of tailed off after that. He couldn't do much with the two rookies that they drafted, the kid from UCLA, um, and uh, Dalton Keene and yeah, Ozzie, 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 Ozzie and those yeah. guys. Like he was there for that. Couldn't really develop those guys, um, but I do like that he did a year in LA. Hopefully, he picked up some things from McVay. Yeah, so look. I just would like it to be someone a little bit more removed from here so i agree with that but fine okay those are the two guys they're interviewing uh i thought there were some at least rumblings that maybe shane waldron would be a guy he's been hired in chicago uh so it's not him so fine out of those two names i prefer zach robinson he, he doesn't have the stink of the patriots all over him like nick Kaylee does you know Kaylee was largely here he followed josh mcdaniels he spent one year with mcveigh like to me, Robinson is more removed, so out of those two names, fine. I'm kind of interested in Zach Robinson. Uh, but Kaylee, no thanks. And honestly, most of the hires seem uninspired. I would I would go further away than people who played here or coached here at one point in time. 617-779-7937. Who could Bill Belichick be bringing with him? We'll get to that. We'll play you more from Gerard Mayo. Our pal David is in the car. Are you ready to go today, David? I am ready to go. David! So well wow. Done. Wow. It's a new day. The, the fact that you guys sit here and say that if Buffalo, and I'm not a Buffalo fan, I'm a New England fan, but the fact that you stand here and you say if Buffalo even scored that field goal, that the, the Chiefs would have won. Are you guys kidding me? Come on. What no. guarantees does anybody have okay. that they would have won? No guarantee, but David, how can Patrick I, Mahomes. Yeah, like, I yeah. don't know. I'm, I'm like 90% confident he would have gone down All that would have done is tie the game, David. It's yeah. not like they would have given him the lead. Yeah. A tie game with Mahomes just needing to get into field goal range, I'm pretty sure he could have done that, yeah. No, you can't say that because, you know what? Yes, I can. I just did. The people say, ah, come on. Be honest. I can't. Don't I just David, 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 we don't know that for a fact. I'm not predicting the future, but I just, no, I would have no, no. felt very confident that he would have come through there. But you thought the Bills were going to win that game? Ryan's already clipping that. <laughs> if it was all the time, I think they would have. You know, because last year, if you guys remember, the Bills never had a chance to touch the ball because of the stupid rules. Yeah, that was a few years ago. They had plenty of chances to touch the ball yesterday. And they were being shut down by the Chiefs' defense in the fourth quarter. Neither here nor there. All I know is the Chiefs are now the Patriots. Mahomes is now Brady. And that used to be fun for us to watch. And now I watch it and I get all teary-eyed and nostalgic watching it. And meantime, I'm ready to cry in my pillow because it sounds like Mac Jones might be back. So it's like we used to have that. We used to have the quarterback who would come through, the quarterback who would make big plays, write us in for the AFC title game every single year. It doesn't matter if you're at home, you're on the road, you're going to be a step away guaranteed to play for a Super Bowl. And you're probably going to bring home a championship more often than not. That used to be us. Now we're talking about running it back with Mac Jones? Ugh. So that's that's how I look at that game yesterday. And yeah. I think Mahomes would have come through there. I do. Sorry, I do. It was kind of the point of the conversation. 
<laughs> it's yeah. like, hey, it's really hard to bet against Mahomes at any point when you're in the last couple minutes of a fourth Yeah, uh, look, it wasn't a guarantee, but I felt good about it. Uh, meanwhile, it doesn't sound like it's a guarantee the Patriots are going to be taking a quarterback at number three, despite what Gerard Mayo said last week. Let's hear Mayo again this morning. First appearance on the Greg Hill Show. If you missed any of it, it was very interesting. Just an interesting dynamic compared to how the Bill interview used to go versus Mayo this morning. Uh, it's up now on the Odyssey app. It's free. It's easy. Get it on your phone. Use the rewind feature. You can listen to the full interview there uh, on Mayo Monday with uh, the Greg Hill Show. Here's what he had to say about the quarterback situation and the number three pick. How do you ensure that the entire organization agrees on the person to take over the most important position on the field, whether that's the draft or the offseason? Yeah, you know, honestly, I don't think you could get the entire organization to see it the same. You know, they they may see the position that we need as like we we need a quarterback or we need a running back or we need a receiver but at the same time like there's a lot that goes into those picks and you know coaches you know, we'll evaluate right we'll evaluate those players but we also have a scouting department who's paid to do a lot of that stuff as well but at the end of the day like we have to make a decision and and honestly look, we're responsible for it you know what this team needs because you've been here so you know whether you're leaning toward taking a quarterback or toward, you know, with that third pick, taking the, the wide receiver. Yeah, and I would say we, we're going to take the best available player for for the biggest need on the team. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Is the biggest so, need on the team quarterback? I mean, look, offensive line, receiver, quarterback. I mean, pick your pick Now your you're sounding like Bill. Oh, <laughs> you're turning me into Bill. <laughs> <laughs> You're turning me. It's like, one day, I'm, I'm already turning into Bill up here. Uh, so, again, check out the full interview. It was worth it. Uh, Greg pressed him a little bit there, and it was a good follow-up. Okay, fine. The best position, the most important position, is that quarterback. My answer is, yes, it's quarterback. He's trying to walk back what he said yesterday. Do you buy, Mego, that the best position, uh, or the best player, rather, at the biggest need, could be tackle? Could be receiver. Did you read into that uh, in any way, shape, or form from Mayo? You're going to hate me for this. Like, I, I think he's trying to communicate that it's quarterback. I do think that that's what it is. But if you want to make that argument about, okay, if it's if it's not quarterback, what is the next most important? You know I would say tackle. Oh, God. Like, you are so tackle desperate right now. You don't have anybody on your roster. You're losing Wenu, who isn't even a true tackle. So now Joe Alt is like the number not, three pick? So it's, if I don't saying, get a quarterback, I'm hang on, saying, hang on. If yes, I don't get a quarterback, tackle, it's Joe Alt over Marvin the, Harrison? The, that's what you're yes, saying? Yes, yes. I think if you're trying to interpret what he's saying, I, I'm, I'm with down. you. I agree Look, with a former intern Brian back there. Thumbs That's producer down. Brian to you. Yeah. I'm with you. They should go quarterback. They should absolutely go quarterback. But if you're talking about the best player for the next biggest area of need, there's no way that you can't say it's tackle. I mean, I They don't have tackles. Do you want Trent Brown back? They don't have wide receivers no. either. Yeah, they don't have anything. I mean, this team doesn't have anything. So start at quarterback Tackle's and figure it out. more important than wide receiver. No, it isn't. Arkan, uh, I, so I'm with Arkan on this. It's quarterback, can, then receiver, can, then tackle. You can go out and find wide receivers in free agency. You go out and find you tackles. Find tackles. Best, you find tackles later in the draft. The best tackle in free agency is going to be Trent Brown and Micah Wenyu if he markets himself that Good. way. Draft one in the second round like they did with Matt Light. You can, you can find tackles, too. So when it comes to uh, those comments, Arkan, how'd you read Topical. those from Mayo? Um, I read them as him trying not to show his hand too much, but I still think he's talking about quarterbacks. Me too. I still think that's what he means. Like, I think he's walking it back is what I think he's doing. And he realizes how it looks, so now he's he's trying to... He's not wrong about the other positions, but I mean, I think he still means quarterback. Yeah, I think he means quarterback too. And I think whether it's a leverage game now where it's like, ooh, we shouldn't say too much because maybe somebody will give up the farm to come up to pick number three or whatever. But I think he told as much as to Steve Burton last week, and I think even there, even in that answer, he's still telling you 
It's probably quarterback. The best player at the most important position. Well, what is that? Does anybody really with a straight face not think the most important position is quarterback? Tackle, 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 tackle. Get a freaking tackle, tackle. No, even Miss Miss Tackle over here still thinks quarterback is more important Soon than tackle. Soon to be Mrs. Tackle. That's a good point. Mrs. Tackle. <laughs> tackle, tackle, freaking summer. tackle. This is some So I, I just, I... I'm a little nervous that he's walking it back. I'm a little nervous about the Max stuff. But if you're asking me, I still think there's a new quarterback here. There has to be a new quarterback here because you need to be interesting. You need to market this franchise and you need to start winning games. And you're not going to do that by drafting a tackle at three and running it back with Mac Jones. 617-779-7937. We have more of your phone calls coming up. We'll also get to Gerard Mayo and his comments on free agency. Very, very interesting. He uh, pseudo-promised a quarterback last week to Steve Burton, although he walked it back today. What's he promising in free agency? We'll get to that with all your phone calls next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of Jones and Mego on W-E-E-I. Sean White, the back. Picking up any pressure that may come. Here comes that pressure. Mayfield in the middle. a fun story going on with the Lions in the NFC title game. They're able to hold off Tampa yesterday. And what was allowed, although probably not as loud as the week prior, uh, Ford Field when Matt Stafford came back in. That's Jones and Mega with Arcan here on WEEI. Think the Lions have a real chance to win the Super Bowl, Mega? Get there. I think both the AFC teams are better. So you think they can get past the Niners, though, and get to a Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, the Niners... I know they're the They favorite. look shaky on Saturday. Yeah, but they are. They have the entire season, and even, I think, up until Saturday, have been kind of the darling of the NFL, the football minds. But if you remember how they were at the very end, like, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have all the confidence in the world in them. I think, uh, I just think that the Ravens look like a, a world beater, and you have Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs, even though it's not the Chiefs of a couple years ago. I like both those teams better than both the NFC teams. I think the Lions are a fun story, but it's about to come to an end. And look, I think Dan Campbell is a potentially very relevant comp for what the Patriots are doing here with Gerard Mayo. I mean, if you want to really talk up Gerard Mayo as an ex-player who can, you know, identify with players, communicate with players. He was asked about that in his interview this morning. Um, then I think that's a, a, an accurate comp. And their season is great. No matter what they do against the Niners, their season is great. But I think I think it's about to come to an end, Arkan. I don't know about you. I think uh, that the Niners maybe took Green Bay a little lightly. seemed like that. Um, and I do think they're in trouble if Samuel doesn't play this weekend, but I don't think Detroit can take oh, I just fair. think they're too stacked. They, it's basically the same injury, right? Schefter reported this the yeah. other day. It's basically the same injury Debo had earlier this year, and he was they were not good when he was out of the lineup for that stretch of time. Uh, so you can jump in on all your divisional round thoughts. We've been mostly talking about the Chiefs and the Bills and how it applies to the Patriots. Bills choking wide right again, which is hilarious. Uh, the Chiefs just reminding you of the Patriots' glory days, uh, bringing home titles and being in the AFC title game every year and counting on Mahomes and not counting out the Chiefs, all those things. You can jump in at 617-779-7937. We'll get back into Gerard Mayo, his comments from this morning. But Craig in Rhode Island looks like he wants to yell at me. Go ahead, Craig. 
<laughs> no, I don't want to yell at you, but you can tell you've never buckled up a chin strap either. Either one of you. I don't. Mego, I take. I put my money on her. But um, yeah, no, I no. no so Craig, uh, Mac Mac Jones asked me about this uh, last year, and it went very very well for him. But he uh, he asked uh, if I've ever played football. I have not. Just to be clear, I have not. You played football. <laughs> hey, I was a cheerleader on my team, so it's no big deal. Okay. So. Hey, I got the Lions winning the Super Bowl at plus eighteen hundred. I put that in two weeks ago. Uh, I had the Packers and Houston. That was a bust, but I mean, Green Bay is no joke. Uh, that kid loves, and Aaron Jones is an absolute game changer with that lineup. He is the difference maker on that team. Um, but as of uh, where was I going to go with this? I was going to go with. Uh, I'm guessing yeah, the dr- the drafting and the offensive line and the quarterback and everything else. Yeah. I was guessing, yeah. Yeah, you got you. You, can't, you know, it's tough because it's like everyone wants the quarterback, but their offensive line. Hands down, it had to be the, the worst offensive line in the game besides the Jets. I mean, how much time did the, either quarterback have on the drop back? A half a second? Second? Not even? Yeah, I it just... It was bad. The wide receiver room was the worst in the league, too. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, the Chiefs have a good offensive line. I'm not saying they don't. But, like, I don't know. When Mahomes is under pressure, what does he do? Like, good quarterbacks under... what Josh Allen, he's, when he's under pressure, he's what does so he do? Special. Okay, fine. But, like, what does Josh Allen do? What does Purdy do when he's under pressure? Like, those guys can all move. What does Lamar Jackson do? What do the best quarterbacks in the league do when they're under pressure? And how do they function? And I thought Zappi was head and shoulders better than Mac at it. But he's not elite at it. And so, to me, I start with quarterback. If that makes me a simpleton and somebody who likes the, the shiny object, fine. But I think that's what it is. Uh, meanwhile, Gerard Mayo promised spending. Promised spending in free agency today. We can break down and parse out whether or not he promised a quarterback at three. He straight up promised spending in free agency this year. Uh, So here's Gerard Mayo this morning on The Greg Hill Show. The cash spending is a big fixation of mine. 31st last year, 27th three years prior. Have you been given assurances by Robert or others that you guys will have the freedom to spend this offseason to bring in talent in free agency? We're bringing in talent 1,000%. So... Have a lot of cap space and cash. Yeah. Ready to burn some cash. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. T. That's Higgins good. would be nice. <laughs> ready to burn cash. Okay, first of all, I agree. T. Higgins would be nice. No, he would be. But ready to burn cash? Cool. No, but I mean, if you're Robert Kraft, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Burn cash? Like, hey, uh, hey, Thunder, let's burn some cash this offseason. Uh, yes, it's young Thunder. He doesn't want to burn cash. So, like, burning cash is what they did in 2021. They burned it. They, they burned it to the ground. Those were mostly horrible signings. He's being silly. I understand. But I'm just saying, that's the phrasing he chose. Uh, meanwhile, Mike Reese, in a, an accompanying piece with Gerard Mayo's appearance today on the Greg Hill Show, which I'll reiterate, if you missed it, Odyssey app, it's free. It's easy. Uh, you can use the Rewind feature, listen to Gerard Mayo's interview there, or you can listen live. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Uh, Reese says spending has been a hot-button topic around the Patriots in recent years, with Kraft previously saying he did not limit Bill Belichick, who had final say on all personnel and budget decisions. I call bull crap. The Patriots ranked 30th out of the NFL's 32 teams in cash spending last year at $188 million, according to ESPN's roster management system that analyzes every NFL contract. The Browns were number one, by the way, at 282. The Patriots were as high as third in 2021 when they, again, burnt cash. Uh, Then, uh, when they went on their record binge in free agency, uh, their cash spending was 222. They were as low as 31 over the last decade two different times, 2020, before they spent in 2021, and 2014. Over the last 10 years, the Patriots rank last in NFL cash spending at $1.62 billion, according to ESPN's roster management system. Did you hear that? One more time. Over the last decade, the Patriots rank dead last in cash spending. $1.62 billion. The Eagles were number one at $1.92 over that same decade. So 
Are they ready or are they going to spend? And if I they, don't think so. <laughs> if they do, <laughs> if they do, how do we feel about all of it? Like, I want them to spend, but, like, they're dead last over the last decade. Don't tell me that's all Bill Belichick. That's not all Bill Belichick. I think it's unfair to put it on him. And they were playing that weird game, Belichick and Kraft, towards the end these last two years for sure, where it's like, no, you don't want to spend. No, you won't let me spend. No, you don't spend. And so now you have Gerard Mayo in there. There has to be some kind of conversation that was had about what they're going to do with this free agency money. Because I can't imagine that Gerard Mayo, for how bright he is, would go on the radio and say, we're going to burn some cash. Burn cash. Unless that was the type of confidence that we're going that, that they're going into the offseason with. The only hesitation I have is that we've talked a lot about how the Red Sox and the Patriots are kind of in a similar cycle right now of depressing, you know, recession-type spending with their sports teams. And I'm just worried that burn some cash is going to become the new full throttle. No, this is what I mean. And I don't want that for Mayo. Like, I bur- really no, don't no, want that exactly. for Mayo. When I, when I say you got to pay attention to the word choice, burn cash, that can be thrown back in their face. If they spend like they did in 2021, where they were number three in the league or whatever, like, that's going to get thrown back in their face. That's my only point about the, the choosing of the words there. You're going to burn cash? Great. So, I just... I, I think they're going to spend in part Arcan because that would really let the crafts off the hook in the short term. Well, it's Bill who didn't want to spend. The second Bill's right. gone, we're spending. And they could spin that narrative and continue to push that narrative forward. I agree. And I also think that while, you know, the the numbers are what they are, Belichick had chances last year and, you know, he had money to spend and he gave it to Devontae Parker instead of DeAndre Hopkins. So, I mean, it wasn't all his fault, but I, mean, I didn't like were, the decisions he okay, made either. They were 30th in spending. So, like, he I'm had. I'm just saying, with the money that he did have, yeah, I don't like what he did. Right. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do a great uh, job with it. All me, Chris. But with the. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but with the budget he was given, they were 30th in the league. And he didn't do a good job with that budget, but that was his budget. 617-779-7937. It's time now for our weekly look at football's league leaders and who's circling the drain. Presented by our pals at Drains by James, Eastern Mass's leader in residential and commercial drain cleaning and pipelining. At Drains by James, they give a poop about your pipes. Who's our leader, Mego, from Divisional Weekend? I say this not as a fan of the team, just because I'm saying what I see, it's the Ravens. I know they're getting ready to host Mahomes and the Chiefs at M&T Bank Stadium. Rabble me, Holmes, maybe. <laughs> These two teams don't see each other that often. But Lamar Jackson is out here doing historic things, not just finally winning his second playoff game. Became the first quarterback since 1948 in the regular season or playoffs is from the Associated Press. I love this. With at least two touchdown passes, two touchdown runs, 100 yards rushing in a 100 passer rating in the same game. That's why he's the MVP. That's why the Ravens are going to beat the Chiefs in this AFC championship game in Baltimore. And that's why I am a freaking moron for deciding to stick with the Washington franchise many years ago when the <laughs> Ravens, when when football came back to Baltimore. So Lamar took over in that second half. I, I, I don't even know what the line is right now, but give me the Chiefs money line because the Chiefs are going to win that game. Who's circling the drain? <laughs> well, uh, four teams lost this weekend, obviously. Three of them, I think, still have pretty bright futures. Houston and Green Bay have a bright future. Tampa Bay, I still think, you know, kind of overachieved. But the Buffalo Bills, uh, they are definitely the ones circling the drain. 
almost their entire defensive line is up this year. They got a ton of free agents that they have to resign. Uh, Leonard Floyd, Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, Daquan Jones, Micah Hyde, uh, and even with all those guys, if they resign any of them, they're still going to be in cap hell. So uh, the Buffalo Bills, their window's closing fast, and I think that they're the team that's certainly circling the drain right now. Okay, so that's our look at it. And Each- I love a good pylon. No, that's true. Each <laughs> and every week, uh, presented by Drains by James. We'll get back into our big question of the day. Are the Patriots bringing back Mac Jones, and how do you feel about it? Your reaction to Gerard Mayo, his appearance on this radio station earlier today. Uh, he gave you some insight, uh, certainly a guarantee about spending for this offseason, a very big offseason for the franchise. Also, all your divisional round takeaways. Who looked good? Who looked bad? Who are you pulling for? How does it all relate to the Patriots? Again, we'll get to your phone calls coming back. But we have to, have to, have to get to winter weekend. Sounded like another fun experience for the Red Sox, didn't it? A lot of, lot of finger-wagging from Sam Kennedy and Tom Lamb. Werner, specifically on this radio station with Ken and Curtis yesterday. Let's get to it with all your phone calls next.